Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. It's Tony Sunday. Tony's, Tony's, Tony's. Tony's, Tony's. Can you people listening to this in the future just reassure me that Fun Home won ever all the awards? Great. There's Thank some you. universe in which they do, and hopefully it's this one. Mm. Constellations taught us anything. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Jeez. Musical theater star Jake Jones. I feel so differently about this Tony Awards than I've ever felt about a Tony Awards. Mm. I really lost the magic this year. I know. Makes me kind of sad. Makes me sad too. I used to I used to wake up on Tony Day like like on a field trip day. Mm. You know? Yeah. Couldn't sleep so excited. Now I was like, well, here they are. It's happening. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. I hope I don't turn into Ben Brantley. I don't want to get jaded. Mm. I know I am jaded in some ways. Yeah. I used to love the Tonys so much. But not anymore. With great knowledge comes great oh. something. <laughs> I tried to rework that spider No, it's quote. like once you pull the, what, the wool out of your eyes? Yeah. Wool once, over your eyes? Once you've taken the wool off your eyes that someone else pulled over them. Yes, there it is. You can't put that wool back. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you. Like, I mean, there are things that I am aware of, or even if I was aware of before, I was like, eh. Um, that I see more clearly now, but I don't know. I still, I kind of have always known that the awards part of it is bullshit. So it doesn't, mm. it's no worse to me. I guess I used, I used to really, I used to get so worked up over the Tonys because mm. I, I mean, I would get into like screaming matches with people because I would be like, you know, ragtime should have won over yeah. Lion King. And I would feel so passionately yeah. and so deeply that Lion that uh, Ragtime was a better musical than Lion King sure. and that it deserved to win yeah. over them. Right. And now that I know that that's not how the voting works, that the voting it's not voting for literally just the best show. Right. And also, I've become a much more forgiving person. That in, was going to be my next like, point. Was that now it's not? It's you not about right and wrong. Say that's the best show because right. someone else can think that right. that's the right. Best right. Show. But you're right. That's not what people are voting on. Right. And actually, when Ragtime and The Lion King <laughs> were competing, I think the the voters hadn't been switched over to like mostly producers yet. So right. I think they were voting on. Not, well, The Lion money. King and Ragtime are an interesting issue because listen, I mean. I feel similarly to the way you feel about this, yet I feel more strong. Because you're yeah. like, I understand why in 1997 yes. they voted for Lion King. Yes. And I also understand why in 1997 you would vote for the Lion King. Because mm. when I saw the Lion King, I went, oh, I understand why in 1997 yeah. this was incredibly beautiful mm. and impressive. I still think that Ragtime is a superior work of art. I agree with you. And therefore, I'm like, it should have won. <laughs> and you're like, it's okay. Yeah. Fun home, man. I just, 
I I can't tell if watching this will make I'll just if Funho doesn't win the awards that mm-hmm. I think it needs to win, if I will be like whatever I knew the awards with bullshit or if I will I still care deep down inside and I'll start crying because I'm like it deserved to win. I mean, I think you might, but that's okay too. You're allowed to feel that. <laughs> I just wanted to win. I think also what's so beautiful about it is all the people that are feeling that same way. So mm. whether it does win or doesn't, you know, we're all out there crying together. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like I feel like Fun Home is the Celia Keenan Bolger of this season. You know, where last year everyone was like, it's uh, Celia's year. It's Celia's well, yeah, year. But, but very quickly that wasn't the case with Fun Home. That was what people were saying. But then very quickly everyone was like, oh maybe maybe that's not the way the tides are turning. Wait, because what? of how other awards have gone and how like crazy in love everyone is with an American in Paris. At the beginning of the season, before uh, anyone saw any shows, was like, sure, fun home, fun home, fun home. Then as the shows opened, fun home, fun home, something rotten, maybe. American in Paris, what? So- I have a lot of mean thoughts about American in Paris <laughs> that I don't want to put out into the universe. Yeah. Okay, so we won't. I'm not going to do I mean, it. I don't want to spread negativity. We have our review. We gave our thoughts on it. And that's that's all we need to say, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to shows that we've seen. Yeah, we saw some shows this yeah. week. Yeah. We, sure, saw sure, sure, sure. we saw a show a couple of weeks ago, but it hadn't opened yet. So we couldn't talk about it. Oh! <laughs> Emily, talk about this new play. I'm excited to talk about this play. We saw The Spoils, Mm -hmm. which is by Jesse Eisenberg of the Facebook movie Mm -hmm. and some other stuff. The Squid and the Whale. I didn't see that one. That one takes place in Brooklyn, doesn't it? It's Mm -hmm. about people divorcing or something. Uh, 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 Jeff Daniels. I think I did see that movie. I just remember a scene where that was very Brooklyn where they were like, they had to like go pick something up because the kid did something and when they come back to the brownstone and they didn't, they lost their parking spot. Mm. And the dad was like, that damn motherfucker lost a parking spot. Well, well, I thought it was hilarious. The squid and the whale refer to the Museum of Natural History. Hmm. I think I did see this yeah. movie. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg wrote, yeah. wrote a play and I, when we were sitting down to see it, I was so paranoid because I was like, read the description of the show and was like, oh, God. Oh, no. It's not an inaccurate description, but it's also a terrible description. Huh. Only because I feel like you could have, you people would have that reaction right. to it. No, absolutely. I think there's a better summary of the show to, to better sell it. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to find it. Nobody likes Ben. Ben doesn't even like Ben. He's been kicked out of grad school, lives off his parents' money, and bullies everyone in his life, including his roommate Kalyan, an earnest Nepalese immigrant. When Ben discovers his grade school crush is marrying a straight-laced banker, he sets out to destroy their relationship and win her back. That's a completely accurate description of the action of the show, but I think the thing that was... I mean, it's. I guess I don't know how I would describe it because I think the thing that was so strong about the show was the point of view it mm-hmm. took on him. Because I read that description and I know that Jesse Eisenberg is a white man. Right. And I was like, oh, fuck, is this just some Neil LeBute bullshit right. and I'm going to want to walk out or scream? And I had never seen a play that Jesse had written. Mm. I think he's done a couple of uh, published work. I don't know how many shows mm. he's done, but produced work. This may be his second or his third. 
But I don't know. There's, I have nothing to back it up except for like, I just feel like he, and he told you. That, right. That you were like, like I, I think, think he's smart. He's smarter than that. <laughs> I think he's better than that. I'm right. really glad. Yeah. Neil Abute is a big, big dumb dumb. <laughs> yeah. He's real big stupid. Dumb-dumb. He is. I hate him. I was really glad that it turned out to be true. A, because yeah. again, when we sit down to see a show, you we always want like it to be good. Show. And then B, just, uh, I felt a little vindicated. Again, yeah, no sure, reason sure. for no, that. No, no, no. No, but uh, here here's the distinction, okay? Because like it, it, the work I would say is similar to Neil Abute, yet so much more refined. Mm-hmm. Because Neil's shows that I've seen um, are basically the protagonist is a dumb white guy who's a dick to everybody, mm-hmm. and the play is about trying to get the audience to understand why you should feel sympathetic for him. Mm. So, and it's just like. <laughs> like being a white man is hard. <laughs> like there's so much stuff that happens to us, and oh, like it's hard. It's and you just it makes worse. me want to murder you because that's not true. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, and this show was like, yeah, it's about this insufferable white guy, but the play knows that he's insufferable. Right. And that made all the fucking difference yeah. in the world. The play at every single moment was like, he is a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And Neil's work is like, hey, this guy is trying the hardest that he mm-hmm. can. And you should like totally feel something for him, even though he's doing all these things that are totally despicable and awful. And the thing that made Jesse's play so fucking incredibly successful is that at the very, very, very end in the last scene, I was overwhelmed with sympathy for him. I yeah. felt so my heart was breaking for this character. Well, and what I thought worked really well, this um it's not a spoiler because there's nothing to spoil. Spoil the spoils. <laughs> um it ends like on a on a breath intake, so mm. you don't actually know, know what, what happens. happens next. And you can you could see this character going either way. Right. And I think that that's great because yeah. you want, just like anyone, that's the thing too that you're right where you, if you have a character who's an asshole, but the way that the play is written at the end, you're like, I hate him. Mm. But in general, in life, I would want anyone, even if they're an asshole to like figure their shit out and not be right. an asshole anymore. Right. And that's where, that's where you're left at the end of the play mm-hmm. is like, he's right on the precipice and he could go and right. and he could realize how horrible he's been and why he's not getting the things mm-hmm. out of life that he wants and what he can do to change and Neil Abute's work is always tra- Neil Abute is always trying to change the world to like his characters yes and Jesse's play is character. like the character has to change because he's bad yeah Beautiful. Uh, it was great. It was fucking incredible. It was hilarious. Really it was funny. Extremely well performed. The set was real, Ooh, real nice. Love the set. Made me want. I had one critique oh. as far as sound mm-hmm. design mm-hmm. because there was, was a New York apartment set and there was a balcony and there were several times where characters walked out onto the balcony to smoke a cigarette, to get away from everybody, to have a conversation, Mm -hmm. whatever. And the door was open and left open. There was a whole scene where the girlfriend was smoking a cigarette, like holding her cigarette out on the balcony while standing Mm -hmm. in the apartment. And then in in one of the scenes, 
when Jesse's character walks out of the balcony, there was like traffic noise. Uh, yeah, New York City and it was, noise. And it was inconsistent. Yeah. But that's my only critique yeah. in the entire show. Mm-hmm. Everything else was spot on. Really great performances. Great by props. Everyone. Great Fantastic props. performances all around. Messy, everyone. messy stage. Great. The mess was I made mean, the stage. The stage crew. Bravo to them in that. In the popcorn. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All the amazing prop. I thought for a second it was going to be prop a work. working microwave. Yeah, I know you got all excited that it was going to be a working microwave. Thought, Sorry, but in the it end, looked it's like a working microwave. A, it looked like a working microwave. B, uh, you know what happens when you make microwave popcorn? It smells like microwave popcorn right, right. for like the next four hours. That's true. So it's good because we would have all left there smelling like microwave. Yeah, popcorn. that's true. And wanting it, it would have been such a cock tease. Yeah. So the spoils is running until June twenty eighth, and it's at Signature Center, and it's a new group production. Hmm. And you should all go see it. Absolutely, go see it. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, loved it. On Sunday last week, we took a trip out to New Jersey, Jersey to the beautiful Dirty Melbourne, Jersey. New Jersey. Yep, Paper Mill Playhouse. Yeah, and we saw Ever After. Fuck, <laughs> so goddamn good. It was so good. It was fantastic because it was also like, you know, it's not a perfect show. It, it, you know, I would, I can't, I would love to see its next production mm-hmm. um, because, it, you know, there's tight, edits, yeah, cuts, some, some edits, some tightening or whatever. But to see that this, if this is how fucking good it is right now, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Fan fucking tastic. Marcy and Zena, I worship them. Oh my god, I mean, it's so just, exciting uh, to see a full musical from them. Yes, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. And it makes me just so so exhilarated and excited for other full musicals mm-hmm. we're going to get from these ladies because they're both fucking fantastic. Ugh. Both adorable as well. Can yeah, I just say? they were super nice. They're so cute. We talked to them after the show and they came up to us like they knew who we were. <laughs> Which yeah. maybe they were like told about us ahead oh. of time or something. Oh, but so, so. They were like, Patty and Emily. And I was like, what? Marcy and Zena. Ladies. <laughs> They're so cute. I want to know their origin story. Mm, me too. Yeah. It may be on their website. Mm. Anyway, Ever After is fantastic. It's really great. I loved it. Great Ever, songs. I mean, yeah, great music. Mm-hmm. Margot Seibert is obviously fucking delightful. Her voice is beautiful. Oh, yeah. She's spunky. So spunky. Love her. Yeah. She can pick up James Snyder. Mm-hmm. Well She's Lifting done. with her legs. Yeah, girl. Yeah. Ugh. I like forgot about that scene until when it was getting in it was it wasn't until she was like anything I can carry. Right. Like and right before it go, happened. Oh. I know. I was like, <laughs> ah, I forgot about this scene. I got so excited. Yeah. And it's just such an amazing, empowering, wonderful moment. Yeah. That's great. It was She's great. such a fucking badass. I'm kind of glad I didn't watch the movie at all like mm. you know i kept dragging my heels and then it was like well by now i should just right, right, right. it'll be so fresh in my head but i remembered enough of it mm. to be like oh right 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 yeah and it's great oh so good mm-hmm. oh, i want to see it again oh, yeah. i was legit thinking about that i mean i don't think i have the time to get out there again because i'm so busy right but i was like oh i want to go see it again mm. let's see it a second time christine Eversall was in oh. it Christine Ebersol. And she was fucking perfect. She's so she's so magical. <laughs> I literally, I literally, I don't know if I I think I just said this to to Shady, our our friend who was with us who helped us film. Mm-hmm. Um, I like turn after like Christine's first maybe just the first time she entered and sang something, I just turned to her and I was like, 
Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Christina Marcel singing. Oh, isn't her voice on point? I mean, good God. Like, Her listen, voice is gorgeous. Listen, she takes care of her instrument. Yes, this is true. If we could all be so lucky as her. we age into graceful mm, women. She's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. Yeah. She, she played that character so well with like such power, mm-hmm. but s- when it was needed, such vulnerability. Absolutely. Oh, so incredible. Ugh. That scene, I, for- I forget what her song was called, but the scene in her bedroom when uh, Danielle is bra- or braiding her hair. Mm-hmm. Oh God, fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. And also... The reason why Ever After is one of my fave movies and why I knew it would become a beautiful musical because all the women are completely fleshed out full humans. Absolutely. It's great. It's called After All. After All. Yeah. Oh, it was great. It was really great. I need that cast recording yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, my God. And like Julie Halston. Ugh. Oh, God. She, she was, was so great. So funny. It's like a song or something. I would though. love it if she had a song. Like if, if she and the king had a song, a little yeah. like patter song. I did feel, I guess that was the one place as far as like female characters where I was a little bit lacking because I did think she was well defined. Mm-hmm. But I. There was, I mean, I want more, basically. Yeah, a little bit, not not necessarily a little bit less king, but just more. Sure, more Julie Halston, basically. Well, right, right. A little bit more. Yeah, I want her part to be more equal footing to the king's part. I feel like he has a bit more to do. Mm, I agree with that. Yeah, and she's a more interesting yeah, character. Absolutely. Or like also then make the king a little more interesting. Right. Mr. The King, played by Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. Charles Shaughnessy. Fantastic. Irish name. Oh, That's Irish. That's why I know how Shaughnessy. to pronounce it. <laughs> Can you say it with an Irish accent? Uh, Charles Shaughnessy. Great. <laughs> Can you say Mr. Sheffield with an Irish accent? Um, Mr. Sheffield. Can you say <laughs> the nanny name, Fran? Can you sing the song with an Irish accent? Oh, God. I don't actually... Do I know that song? I didn't really watch uh, The Nanny, you know. <laughs> I can, like, hear the melody of my head. Fran. That's, like, all I got. Something flushing queens. The hmm. Nanny named Fran. There, nice. There's your, there's your Irish accent. <laughs> if, if we have any Irish fans who are listening oh, to this, man. I don't know if we do. I know we I talked about this, but I'm sure you haven't had time to listen to A Man of No Importance. I haven't. Oh, you're going to love it I when you will. listen to I it. I really, really will, especially now that Summer Slowdown, I think, is actually taking effect. Yeah, right? I think. Oh, jeez. We only have a couple shows the rest of the month so Woo. far, so. <laughs> God, it's been such a marathon. Yeah. Mr. Sheffield was great, though. He was great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love and him. What a nice man. Delightful. He followed us on Twitter, you guys. If you can meet him, I'd recommend I it. I mean, he was so <laughs> nice to talk to mm-hmm. and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you haven't already, we were at the opening night party and we asked um, the cast, most of the cast, some questions. Not Christine. Uh, not Christine ever saw. It was a madhouse and, a, she and she understandably was, slipped she away. She was like, no thanks, I'm Christine fucking ever saw. Not that she said no to us. No, 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 sure, sure, sure. Well, she went in, she did the step and repeat and then, for 30 seconds and then was yeah. like, I'm going to go to the party. And I was like, hey girl, hey no, girl. Yeah. And it was 
a madhouse. You it can was. probably oh tell my God, in those it was videos insane. it's real loud it was real and we're crowded, like real close and we were like very other. close to each other. <laughs> <laughs> James Snyder had his hand on my back uh, the whole time we were talking to him and I felt like why you were Emily and I know, Patty at I that know. moment. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. I was like Patty would appreciate this so that's much right. more. Sorry. That's okay. He was like looking at me a lot because it was easier. Because mm, he was like, so close to me. To right, you. right, right. You're so welcome. So it was nice. There you go. It's like I had lots of eye contact. You're a very handsome man. <laughs> he was great, also. Yeah, fantastic. Great in those pants. Oh, did he? If Paper Mill, I mean, I, we had already filmed the Schmazies. Um, Paper ah, Mill, I ass. think, wouldn't, couldn't have won, but he, I definitely would have campaigned honorably for mentioned. an honorable mention. All right, all right. Yeah, so I'm going to give it to him right now, just all right. on the spot. An honorable as mention. An afterthought. Absolutely. We, you, we can write that in. I could. I could put it on there. Yeah, put it on the website. All right. We do what we want. <laughs> there are awards. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Hell yeah. That's uh, great. Fantastic. Yeah. And like just great like dashing prints but yeah. at the same time. I, I was a little disappointed at the lack of cod piece. Mm, um, well, in the uh, Because that was uh, that's something I associate heavily, heavily with that movie. Yeah. That surprises me just because I feel like you would usually just like not think about it or pay attention to it. I mean, I think I associate a cod piece with that time period mm, in fashion. Sure. So I felt like it was, you know, a little, yeah. uh, a little lacking. Mm. Also because I thought the, the costumes were fucking oh, gorgeous. The costumes were so Oh my great. God, all those dresses. Oh. Julie Halston's costumes yeah. as the queen were like fucking gorgeous. And oh my Mark God, Christine Ebersole. Oh and God. I love, I actually, maybe bec- I wanted, maybe actually... Hmm. Hmm. I was going to say Christine Ebersole's head pieces were so amazing and I loved them so much because I feel like a lot of the time when we see pieces done in this time period they like lighten up the severity of the dress oh yeah for modern audiences and I thought that that was really cool that they were keeping that stuff in because I loved it and it was Mm -hmm. so eccentric but then on the other hand of it then so then I'm like so the cod pieces but then Maybe I just associate cod pieces with the Ever After movie because they were doing them in that movie, which was out of time period context. I don't know enough about fashion. What? I don't know. They were out of... You're saying maybe they were out of time period? So either cod piece... So do we know whether or not cod pieces were a thing in that time period? Was Ever After not keeping up with... Like, is Ever After wrong for not using cod pieces or is... The movie. I'm sorry. Is the movie wrong for not right. using them, or is the musical right for not using there them? There it is. Um, first written in 1634. That's about 40 years after um, Shakespeare, which did use cod pieces, like his time period. I don't know what 1630s fashion was. But I would say 30 years or like 40 years later, maybe they still use them. Hmm. This is a very interesting discussion on cod pieces. I'm so curious. I Google image searched 1630s fashion. (gasps) Cool. Cod pieces? Uh, I'm not seeing cod pieces. It's mostly so. So ever after the musical is correct in its lack of cod pieces, and my association with cod pieces because of the movie is inaccurate. I believe so. I mean, that also makes sense because her outfit in the movie that she wears to the ball is not. Well, there was that '90s thing that was like 
you either took something and straight put it in modern times mm, or like Romeo put it, like plus kept Juliet. It, Romeo plus Juliet or like an adaptation like 10 Things I Hate About You or mm. you sort of tweaked it like mixed them up a little bit yeah well i did like yeah no her it's all fashion. very loose fitting pants too so i think those ass pants oh well keep the ass pants for patty <laughs> wait can you look up a picture of drew barrymore from the ball yeah so beautiful let me see yeah right like that's not that's not that's no that, it's no one that's not right it's definitely like fashion interpretation of by, yeah right yeah. So bravo to the costumes in Ever After the Musical mm. for being very historically accurate, oh, except wings. for the tight pants. Right. But I like the wings element is still included. He's yeah. like, I'll give you wings. Love oh, it. can we talk about Tony Sheldon? Uh, yeah. Because he's fucking wonderful in everything he's ever done. He's just the most delightful yes, man yes, yes. in the entire world. Yes. Comps in a time machine, Tony Sheldon plays Elder. Wait, this is a Comps in a time machine. Elder Price? Andrew Rannells. Elder Price. Yep. When he was like in his early 20s. So. Whatever. To- just think about okay. it. Just dream I mean, cast. Sure. Just think about that dream yeah. cast in your head, right? Yeah. Did you think he would be amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Like 25 years ago. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> He has this great beard right now, you guys. Oh, yeah, he looks fantastic. He just looked like he was having so, so much funny. fun on that so stage. Funny. And again, you know, great supporting role. Could use more because sure. who doesn't want more Tony Sheldon? Absolutely. But also at the same time, he was just like... <laughs> he was adorable. This is, this is a fun musical. I love him. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh. Everybody, Andrew Keenan Bolger. Mm-hmm. Adorable, Friend wonderful. Friend of the show, Andrew Keenan Bolger. <laughs> Friend of the show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he was fucking fantastic yeah. too. I liked his smock. Oh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Fantastic. I wanted to see like more of his work. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I wanted to see more of that character's mm-hmm. paintings. Mm-hmm. He was great. Annie Funke and Mara Davy as the stepsisters. Fucking fantastic, so both great. of them. For oh like my so god, different reasons. Yeah, and I thought that like the balance between those two characters in their stage time was acceptable. Mm. You know, like if you know the show could be nine hours long, I'd want a song for, for Annie. But <laughs> oh yeah, but absolutely. um, I thought it. Was, I thought the way that they worked together and the story. I just thought everything about the show and the storyline was perfect. Yeah, like my critiques of it would be like tighten it up a little mm-hmm. bit, and that's it. It was great. Like it's fucking great. Take the cast wherever it goes. Yes, and yes. just give it a give it a little tightening. Yep. They're just, they're just tightened up well, that's a bit. The opposite. That's it. Oil can. Not even the second act. Only really the first act. Just tighten the first act a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I thought the second act was no. The seamless. second act was yeah. It's good. Oh, fuck it. So good. It's really good, you guys. So happy. Women in art. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also just seeing a show we're excited about be great. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And done by women a, a female creative team. Kathleen Marshall. Kathleen fucking Marshall. Directed and choreographed this show. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I love her. Great, great choreography. She's one of my faves, these directors. Yeah, she's fantastic. Uh, Kathleen Marshall. Absolutely. Yeah. Rob Marshall, who? (laughs) Yeah. Where's her big Hollywood movie musical? No, God, don't steal her away from us. I'm sorry. (laughs) Because doesn't Rob Marshall, he like doesn't do theater. Well, probably not. He's like all movies. Yeah. No, you can't take Kathleen Marshall away from us. Back. 
Okay, well, she can do a movie, but only if she stays on Broadway. Okay. I don't want to lose her. All right. I'll make that deal with the devil. Okay. So Monday night, I went to Celebrity Autobiography, and it was a special Broadway edition. Broadway. And it was a lot of fun. First, let me tell you about Uh, audience disruption. (gasps) What? (laughs) We were up in the balcony at the theater. uh, What's it called? Stage 72 Stage 72. Formerly known as the Triad Theater. Yeah, I think there was another name in there at some point, too. Mm, Probably. It's up on the Upper East Side. It's above a Turkish restaurant. Um, Yeah, it's above a Turkish restaurant. (laughs) It's like a really weird, cute space. It's like the orchestra level. It's cabaret seating. In the balcony, it's like uh, stadium seating, sort of, but you're like sitting at a bar. Each row is sitting Uh, at a bar. Because there's still like a two-drink minimum. Which I was unaware of. I would say the seating capacity of that theater is... 75 people. Mm. Yeah, it's not big. It's quite small. Yeah. So I wasn't aware of the drink minimum. Now, I've been to shows at the Triad before, slash Stage 72. The only reason I didn't know about it in this instance is because I was in that balcony part, and I didn't know how that was, uh, how the seating was there. It made it seem like it was like seat seats, which usually don't then have a wait staff coming around. But when I realized that, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I've bought a lot sorry, of $5 ginger ale. It's a $2 drink Well, then these women come in and they sit next to us and there's like a kerfuffle when the waitress comes over and uh, it turns out that one of them either wasn't aware of the drink minimum mm. or didn't want to pay the drink minimum. So the manager came over and talked to them, and they ended up getting drinks anyway. So weird. Know, maybe he showed her because I I did hear her be like, "I bought the ticket and I didn't see," you know. And maybe she uh. was showing him the website, and he was like, "Well, actually, it's right there." Mm. I don't know. I didn't go back and look. So then the show starts. The show celebrity autobiography. It's a very popular show. It's been around for years. We've never gone to see it. Yeah, crazy because it sells out pretty fast. Yeah, they added two more shows of this version of oh, the show. Oh, whoa. Yeah. There's actually one tonight, as in oh. Monday the 8th. Oh, oh, uh, oh. If you... Yeah, you can't go. <laughs> <laughs> if you... If there are tickets left, I don't... There probably aren't, but check it out. And basically, it's celebrities reading other celebrities' autobiographies. Brilliant. And if you've ever read a celebrity autobiography, oh. you know how fantastic and awful they can be. Yes. So, the show starts... Eugene Pack introduces the show and the concept. He's one of the creators. And then the first people come up and start reading. And one of the women leans over to my boyfriend and she's like, is this the whole show? He's like, what? She's like, are they just going to read? And he's like, yeah, they're they're reading celebrity uh, uh, autobiographies. Uh, uh, and then they got up and left. What? <laughs> the same women that wouldn't yep. order drinks. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, God, so many questions. And then, How did they buy the tickets? What did they think the show well, was? I don't know. Oh, man. I have no idea. So curious. I have no idea. They And then we could hear pretty <gasps> loudly, not what they were saying, but that some sort of... That they were like, we're not paying for happening. this. We're yeah. leaving right now. Yeah. We yeah. don't even want these like, drinks. We paid $30 for tickets, and then on top of that, you make me buy drinks, and it's just people reading books. What did you think you were going to I see? I have no idea. That is what baffles oh me. Oh my God, it's I'm like, so curious. Who bought these tickets? Where did you buy them right. from? Right. I'm so curious. The show itself, after that incident, <laughs> was great. It was a lot of fun. Lots of great people were in the show. Yeah. Carol Kane was in the show. Oh, amazing. Um, 
uh, I wrote, I wrote everybody's names. They don't, they give you a program that's like, here's everyone that's ever done this show. And then it says like cast rotates. That's so stupid. This is unhelpful. So, um, Broadway names that everybody who listens to this will know. Jackie Hoffman. Oh, love her. Carol Kane. As I said, Tate Donovan. Joshua. Joshua. Mm -hmm. Also the voice of young Hercules in the Disney movie, Hercules. Joshua. Rachel Dratch. I love her so much. She's fantastic. Tim Kazarinski, who right now is an act of God. Oh. I recognized him uh, when I saw his. I also like comedian. Right. I think he was, he did stuff like on Conan hmm. and um, Letterman. Those are like the people that I was like, oh, I know who right. you are. That's and then awesome. there are a bunch of other people who have done the show before. Mm. Or which, are, which biography did Jackie Hoffman read? Jackie Hoffman um, read a couple. She read... Melissa Gilbert's biography mm. where she was talking about doing the Little House on the Prairie musical. <gasps> Amazing. It was pretty great. It was there was like a section where she was like and we rehearsed during the day and then at night we put the show on in front of a live audience. That's amazing. I was like, yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> And everybody in this is like a, a Broadway themed show, so also most of the people in the audience right. are are in on it, you know, and know what's oh, happening. So funny. She also sang from uh sang, I wish. <laughs> she also read from Barbara's design book. Oh god. Yeah. 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 I love Jackie. About, it was like a section about her garden. Oh my god, amazing. And, like I didn't disagree with anything that Barbara was saying because who doesn't love a nice organic tomato? Mm. But just the way it was written, sure. you're like, oh Barbara. Yeah. Ugh. It was great. God, what, remember when we got to see Jackie Hoffman's one woman show? Yeah, that was amazing. God, that was so much fun. Some other highlights. Oh my gosh. Tate Donovan. Joshua. Read, Joshua. Read from Kenny Loggins, who mm. wrote Footloose, the uh, song, uh, and uh. other songs as well. But that was the Broadway connection there. Wrote, uh, read from his autobiography, and it was this crazy like letter, I think, to his wife. Um, that just like listed all the things he's like, it's, it was their anniversary. And like, these are all the things I want to do with you. And some were like <gasps> normal and a little weird. <laughs> and then it like got really Oh my God. Like weird. what? Like what? Like what? Like what? Like what? <laughs> Example. There was something about her belly button and it did <laughs> He published say, this in his book? Yeah, pool? it was like crazy. <laughs> I wish I could remember all of the specific things. I'll go stop by a but, bookstore but and just flip it open. But literally everybody should find that section. <laughs> Ugh. And they were like, everything ended. I'm sure it was also Tate Donovan's genius delivery where it was a list. Like, number one. I want to oh, be man. in this time and space with you. <laughs> Number two. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. It was, everything was so abrupt and then on to the next one. It was crazy. Rachel Dratch read from Ethel Merman's oh, autobiography. It was fantastic. fantastic. She was like doing a great Ethel Merman voice. Amazing. It wasn't quite like perfect because she made her like New Yorky, mm. but she had like the Ethel Merman. Mm. Like she had that down. Oh, Carol Kane also read from Carol Channing's autobiography. Amazing. And you know, Carol Kane has that really weird voice. Then on top of that, she was doing a Carol Channing, Channing impression. And it was great. It was Carol Channing. <laughs> she was reading Carol Channing's autobiography while Geraldine Hughes, who is a Broadway actress, she's an Irish actress, and she was in Jerusalem, amongst other uh. things. That was the credit they gave. And I was like, oh, I wish I'd seen that. Uh. <laughs> well, she was reading Lauren Bacall's 
autobiography. So they were each reading the parts about where they were up for the Tony. Oh, cool. So that was really cool. But the best part of the whole show was towards the end when Carol Kane, Rachel Dratch, and Alan Zwiebel, who is, he wrote Billy Crystal's, worked on Billy Crystal's show, 700 Sundays, and Martin Short's Fame Becomes Me, and he worked on (laughs) SNL, Mm. and blah, blah, blah. Um, They got up, and they each read from a dog's autobiography. What? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Carol Kane read from Sandy... From Annie's autobiography. That's a real Apparently thing. There's, these That's are all thing. real things. <laughs> Alan, what is it about? Alan read from... Is it from the point of view of the dog? Yes. All of these are like, from the points of view of the dog. When I was on Broadway. Arf, yeah, arf, yeah, arf. Yeah. And Sandy's, at least the way what? they edited it, was... It, there was a little bit of like, I, I'm in this show. And then it was basically just a list of people who had come to see Annie. <laughs> and then I went outside and I pooped. He's like, like I, what, Barbara? I've I've been petted by the likes of Bar. Also, Carol Kane was like doing this weird. I've been petted by the likes of <laughs> Barbara Streisand. Hey, what were the other dogs? Okay, right, yeah. So <laughs> then Alan read from Shirley MacLaine's dog Terry's book. What Shirley MacLaine's dog has a Referred to Shirley MacLaine the entire time as Mistress Mother. (laughs) How did I not know this was a thing? These are full length. These are real books. Like how many pages? I don't know. They didn't like look it up on Amazon. Can I buy them? We'll look them up in a second. Oh my god! I need to read all the dog memoirs that have ever been published. Really great section about (laughs) Mistress Mother and I have lived lifetimes together. (laughs) What? Shirley MacLaine believes in reincarnation, so obviously her dog. Also oh God. has been with her on oh, all of her that's journeys. That's so fucking weird. And then Rachel Dratch. Wait, does that mean that she'll only have one dog? Like, if this dog dies well, yeah, tomorrow, is she like that? Was my that? And we'll see see in the next lifetime. Don't, don't ask me to <laughs> figure <laughs> out what Shirley. <laughs> I can't believe Shirley MacLaine believes in past lives. Oh yeah, what a fucking she's crazy she's person. Crazy. She's nuts. <laughs> Well, then Rachel Dratch read from Tinkerbell Hilton's book. I don't even know how to process those words. <laughs> Which was really funny. Is that Paris Hilton's dog? Yes. <laughs> I had to- and I don't know who wrote it. I don't oh know God. if like Paris was in on it or okay no, I'm it. sure she, I'm sure but she just, some of her assistant I mean, I'm sure it was mostly funny because it was Rachel Dratch's mm. delivery, but it also just sounds like a really hilarious book. So curious. She's like, you may know me because I have been seen on many red carpets lately. (laughs) I'm always next to Paris Hilton. No, not Nikki Hilton. On the other side, I'm little and brown and I have crazy eyes and I look like a rat. No, not Nicole Richie. Like... Oh my God. Why does that dog... Wait, I gotta go. I just... I gotta, <laughs> I just, I gotta. I have to look and see if this is available oh. on Amazon. I know. I was like, I want all these dog books. What? Not Sandy's. Maybe I Shirley McLean's. Shirley McLean's dog book. Terry. Yeah. Terry McLean. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know what the title is. They didn't say what the oh, titles were. But you could find it. I'm sure it's not hard to find Shirley McLean's dog's book. It's called Out on a Leash: Exploring the Nature and Reality of Love. Out on a Leash. 
buy it for ten thirty nine paperback. Hey, how'd you? Oh, there it is. Ten thirty nine paperback prime. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I think I'm gonna buy this. <laughs> I need to read it. What the fuck? Who wrote it? Did she write the whole thing? I mean. I'm sure it was a ghost writer. Look, I can buy this book plus two other Shirley MacLaine books for $33.04. Amazing. Pretty good Mistress deal. Mother. That is some um, fucking crazy shit. Yeah. So anyway, celebrity autobiography is a lot of fun. And I can't believe the people they give book deals to. Oh, and man. That they actually <laughs> like let write their own books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, you can tell. You can tell when you've read a book oh, yeah. and someone has actually read it or actually written it. Mm, Jose Canseco wrote his book. He is a baseball player. He He's a dumb dumb. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wrote it. He wrote that book. Amazing. I it. It's called Juiced. It's yeah, didn't steroids. you read it? And I read he, it. He was just like, he made a good, I'll say this. Baseball. He made a good point for steroids by the end of the book where I was like, uh, no, no. Wait, wait, what? How did well, he get you on the side of steroids? He didn't get me on the side of steroids, but he did get me understanding why his, they would do it. His sort of point of view, which was like, it's another enhancement. Like it's another, you're furthering technology in sports. I do, uh, I'm still like, well, then everybody has to do it. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, not really. Right. But, you know, I, I feel right. like I mean, half I, a second you're like, Jose Canseco made a pretty good point. <laughs> right. No, I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. That's all. That's all. I'm I'm not pro-steroids. Anti-steroids. Well, sure. Do I mean, drugs. I get what he's saying, but I think all the the negative side effects to well, steroids continue to I mean, be the case on. against them. Yeah. Don't they, like, Don't you want your shrink balls? your balls off? Yep. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's yeah. messed up. Yeah. You saw everyone's favorite musical this season, Fun Home. The best again. show was fantastic yeah. as per usual i have to say i'm a little frustrated because i've seen it three times now and every single time all from the on exact the same side same, not even Ugh. just the same side but the same section Ugh. like the same like within the same 10 feet of, of the seats mm. so i have only seen it from one angle which is a little frustrating well, but otherwise, every time perfect. you didn't get to choose your seats right because you did maybe the first time did you buy your tickets the first Let's time? Let's see. But we got press. No, no, no. We had press tickets, and then you TDF, had and then yeah, voucher. So, so I never picked my seats. Yeah. If I, Next time I see it, when I pick my seats, hopefully I will Yeah, uh, yeah but to pick around. your seats, that means you have to like pay full price. Right. I know. I was saying my dad's in town this ah. week. My dad has never seen Fun Home. My oh, mom saw right. it when it was at the public. Right. Um, but my dad didn't get to see it. So I was like, oh, maybe I can convince my dad to buy full price yeah. seats. On the other side. Yeah, <laughs> but I didn't investigate that, and I'm sure um, there won't be any tickets left for any of the performances. Do it now. This week. Yeah, I should call <laughs> him right now. <laughs> right now, a, a half an hour before the Tonys start. Yep. <laughs> Papa, we got to buy these tickets. Yep. Well, how was it? Anything different? Just broke your heart Just again. Goddamn all over again. Beautiful. It's beautiful. So fucking beautiful. Judy Kuhn is mm. so everything to me. I do think Beth Malone is on stage for the entirety of the <sighs> in- show. I almost said the entirety. Is she of over the in the corner show. during Raincoat of Love? Yes, because I know she then yeah. like comes right after it. Yeah, and I never paid attention to if she was. Standing I mean, I there didn't the completely track the- her the entire show, but there were several times where I was like, "Oh, she is still over there." Mm. And I think that I don't think she ever leaves the oh. stage at all. God, do you think she gets like a bonus for that? No. Can they legally do that? Yes. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I guess you have one man show. Right. <laughs> one woman shows. I don't think there's anything. I, the I think time. it's the same pay. I think it's no, all the same. No, that makes sense. At one point, I I, I didn't think, I think that she was before eating I asked that question. One of those, like a go-gurt. 
or one of the, oh my like, God, a squeezable yogurt or something. I couldn't tell. She's she was like in shadow, but she was eating something. Or oh, she was like, great. it was either, maybe it was a Capri Sun. I don't think it was, but I it was that, that. what's the look, 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 looks amazing. like. I feel like a Capri Sun would be noisy. Right. No, it was but something. No, she yeah. was drinking or cons- love eating something. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, That's if you're great. on stage the whole time, yeah, got to do it. Yeah. I love that show so much. Mm. I saw it with a lesbian friend. So great. It's great. Best She'd never way to seen see it before. So it was a oh, lot. It was, a it was very deal. emotional. Yeah. Yeah. She'd never, she's listened to the cast recording, but she hadn't seen it. Uh, so it was her first time. So it was, a, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was wonderful. Great. And, you know, we just cried a lot Fun together. It changes lives. Yes, it does. It's beautiful. Uh, I know. If it doesn't win all the Tonys, I will be You'll go sad. on with your life. I'll be sad. And Fun Home will continue to be beautiful and That's change true. lives. It's true. Yeah. I just, I just feel like one of these shows was up for the Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. That speaks for itself. Yeah. Well, another show that we had already seen that we saw again was Hedwig. Hedwig! And The Angry Inch. Yeah, with Darren Chris. Darren Chris. <sighs> we saw that. Mm-hmm. That's about how I felt beforehand and how I felt afterwards. I've seen all the Hedwigs. Yep. He's I number haven't. five. In order and in performance. I, you know, I will, I'm really curious to perhaps amend my feelings about his performance Mm -hmm. based on how I feel about seeing Tay Diggs. Because I definitely want to see Tay. Because part of me was like, he's really not that good. And part of me was like, will anyone ever be any good after seeing John Cameron Mm. Mitchell? Yeah. So honestly, right now, Who's I couldn't tell you. Also, obviously, the last one we both saw because right. he was right in right. the show right just, before Darren. Like, just saw yeah, him. Yeah, that's definitely true. And listen, especially when we talk about shows, we don't like to talk bad about actors. Right. Because they're put in the shows. They don't necessarily create the shows. Right. They don't, yeah. They do their best with the material. Right. Direction sometimes messes them up. Darren also, Chris not, they're sensitive, sensitive well, hearts and yeah, souls. That's true. Darren Chris is not bad. Yeah, I didn't think he was He saved bad. the shit out of it, first of all. He's got a great mm. voice. It's not like rock it's Hedwig, okay. but he's got a great voice. Yeah, I think it's fine. Okay. I don't think his voice was bad. I wasn't like, I feel neutral. I would say I feel the neutral about pretty much everything besides you. Rebecca. Fair enough. You know, I just felt like I wasn't, I was, yeah, I certainly wasn't like he's bad. He's not good. Yeah. I wasn't connecting to the material the way I have. Not at all. The four other times I saw it. Right. And maybe, I don't think so. Maybe it's because it was the fifth time I had seen it, Mm. but I don't think that's true. I'll put it out there. No. And like the thing you said after the show about his comedic timing was so spot on. Yeah. That he doesn't have it. Yeah. Basically, that's the well. End and of again, it. I think maybe it's because John came right before him, and that's who he was seeing. Mm. And the role doesn't live in him the way it lives in John. No, not at all. And the lines he was throwing away were the lines that John threw away, but did them so well differently. The and thing effortlessly. is, this is what I, I was thinking about. That I think is the distinction. John told those jokes and performed it in a way that you believed and felt like Hedwig was coming up with those jokes right. off the top of her head. And the way Darren was playing it was like, intentionally or not, he was playing it as these were jokes that were written that I am now performing Mm -hmm. in my performance. Mm -hmm. But he was delivering them carelessly. Yeah. So it didn't work. 
Do you know what I also felt? He was a little more drag queen-y. Yes. Than, than absolutely. Like trans. I think part of that is also because of his body. He's oh, yeah. Like, he is he's very a muscular. little gay boy boy nice. body. He's got crazy thighs and arms Ooh. and a chest and he's all muscular, which was also one of the critiques I had of Neil, his body. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the critiques mm-hmm. I have of all of them that yeah. have these nice man bodies yeah. and then it's like oh i'm just a girly slip of a boy right I'm like no you're not yeah. you're and a, Tay's not a going man to amend with, that situation no because they all have shoulders yeah big broad man mm-hmm. shoulders yeah so physically the only Luther person that's really looked like head, a woman no no <laughs> like the oh, it's just john yeah it's just john it's just john cameron mitchell but you know what it's such a great show i was I'm so ha- glad to see it I'm so glad it's still on. Me too. I mean, Me I think too. we all sort of thought after Neil, it was going to die. Absolutely. I'm, even I'm even before they, that the number of people that are able to see yeah. Edwig, it's and incredible. even before they like announced that right. they were going, when everybody was like, "Oh, is it going to be able to sell right. without him?" Everybody sort of assumed when he left, it would close. Right. And right. I'm glad that we were wrong, and I'm glad Absolutely. it's a year later I'm and it's so still happy. playing. It's so cool. It's, it's so fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. I hope it yeah. keeps going. I yeah. hope I have to see 12 Hedwigs. Yes. Yes. That's what I want. Yes. Even if some of them, I mean, you can't win them all, but the show is so great that I will enjoy myself right. no matter what. Yes. And it was my first time seeing Rebecca Naomi Jones. <gasps> and she was amazing. She's so incredible, right? She, that moment when she gets to sing her song and she gets the audience's response. Yes. It's so cute and yeah. beautiful. Oh, my God. And I, I saw Lena up close once because I, I won the lottery for Andrew, so I was in the second row. Mm. And she had, like, a beautiful but a different reaction. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it as well because I saw it three other times. Right, right, right. From the, from so literally from the last yeah. row of the theater all three times. So I that's not so close in my memory, but just Rebecca's... Mm. Oh, it was beautiful. She's so incredible. She was like, really? Me? Oh, this is awesome. Okay, oh, guys. Oh. She's so cute. Yeah. When she comes back on in all oh. her glory and that wig and everything, yeah. she looks yeah. so fucking beautiful. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's just, I mean, she's in, so triumphant. Yeah. Oh, so Ugh. beautiful. Yeah. So fantastic. I love Everybody that. go see Hedwig. If absolutely. you want to see Darren, Chris, and Hedwig, go see Sure. Hedwig. I absolutely think that the people who are fans of Darren greatly enjoyed his performance. And also wouldn't necessarily go see a show like Hedwig. Right. And also, if if you are in town and are planning on seeing Hedwig, go see Hedwig. Yeah. Like, while he's in it. Absolutely. It's certainly not anything that... I certainly... It's not a deterrent. Right. If someone was like... I'm coming to New York for a week. I really want to see Hedwig, but you didn't like Darren's performance. Should I not see it? I would say no, still go yeah, see go it. See Absolutely it. still go yeah. see it. Saturday night, we revisited yet another show oh. <laughs> at 54 Below. Mm. It was the John and Jen CD release party. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was great. Kate Baldwin. With friend of the show, Kate Baldwin. <laughs> friend of the show, Kate Baldwin. That's and my, friend of the show, Connor, Connor Ryan. Ryan. That's my and favorite thing to say. Friend of the show, Andrew Lippa. Oh my God. I know. We could say that. Yeah. We <laughs> met him once. He's a friend of the show. Oh, my God. We talked to him. Uh, speaking of Tonys, it's like late in me watching the tone, like the history of myself watching the Tonys, but the the first very vivid Tony memory I have is Kristen Chenoweth singing My New Philosophy. Interesting. Yeah. And I was like, what, like 17. So I had been watching it much, much 
earlier, much mm. younger than that. But for whatever reason, I mean, I know what the reason is. The song's amazing. She's amazing. But right, like that's right, right. where I'm like, oh, that's my big Tony's memory. Yeah. Andrew I, Lippa. I didn't start watching the Tony's until I'm not sure. I did not grow up watching the Tonys, right. that's for sure. I um, maybe watched them once in high school, mm. maybe, I'm not sure, but I really didn't like watch the Tonys until mm. I was living in New York and seeing theater yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, John and Jen was amazing. Fantastic. Great. Andrew Lip was amazing. It. Wonderful. Beautiful songs. Just getting to hear them sing those songs again <gasps> was really wonderful. I know. It was nice. I also, it. we got to hear a little snippet <gasps> of uh, the actual cast recording I'm which so isn't excited. out yet yeah you can pre-order it um and it sounds great it sounds so good it sounds like just really like well mixed and yeah beautiful and the production uh had minimal orchestrations mm. meaning two instruments that had mm-hmm. piano and cello right and this has more strings it's so beautiful i'm so excited to listen to it all the time yeah oh yeah. Kate Baldwin was wearing a black jumpsuit. She looked fantastic, as per the always. Yeah. Her IRL award-winning hair looked fantastic. Gorgeous, of course. Connor Ryan is delightful. Mm. You guys, look out for him. Yeah. And if you're in Connecticut, go see him in Lacage. Yes, the he's good doing Lacage at the Good Speed. Go see him and tell mm. us how it is. It's mm. real far away, so I don't yeah. think we're going to make it out there. No. But if we had a helicopter. Yeah. Sign me oh, up. the things I'd see if I had a helicopter. <laughs> Today's the Tonys, but it's already next season. And we went to a press event for a new musical new already. New musical. Oh, God. It's so overwhelming. <laughs> Amazing Grace. Amazing the Grace. What the hell, man? <laughs> Listen, I got to say... I I uh, I'm apprehensive about this one. Mm-hmm. I uh, I got a, a little alarms going off in my yeah. head that says, yeah. mm, "I think that this musical is about white people figuring out that black people shouldn't be in slavery." That sounds like a terrible idea. Mm. I think that's what the show well, is about. That's absolutely what the show is about. Well, but obviously it's all about tone. Well, sure. Her, you know the conversation we just had yeah. about the spoils. Yeah. And I, I, I think there would, pro- there is a way to tell the story that they, you know, where they've told us the plot line. There is a way to tell that story without it being like horrible. How good we are. Be- oh, we what? figured this out. Yeah. No, but I don't think that. I think yeah. basically the show is going to be yeah. like oh, this white man, mm-hmm. John, is yeah. so great because you guys, he realized that black people are people. Yeah. We are so proud of him. Well, and, and I had other alarm bells going off on my end uh. because he's introduced or described to us as an atheist mm. who then ends up writing this amazing grace, this song, amazing. Well, the words for amazing right, right, right. grace, and it seems though it wasn't explicitly said in this preview that he finds God, right? Um, and is and comes to to the idea that black people are human and shouldn't be held in, in slavery. Mm. But, but you know who else was using Christianity and God in the slavery debate? The other Slave side. traders. <laughs> so, so that was, those right. were, you know, the alarm bells that were going off in my yeah. head. It's probably going to be a so, mixture of both of them. Yeah, it's probably yeah. the show is going to be yeah. like, and then he found Jesus and Jesus was like, Hey, black people are people. And, Jesus, like, and which Jesus, makes no sense because 
lots of people who love Jesus are super racist. Yeah, and Jesus was brown. Yeah, no, definitely. Jesus, like, <laughs> we would shoot Jesus. If Jesus He'd came back tomorrow, he would be in Guantanamo. Yeah. Like, in a second. Yeah. Well, we talked to the cast. <laughs> but here's one thing that in any show, in uh, every show, there's something really redeemable in mm. it that makes it worth listening to, seeing, whatever it is. And this cast Sounds Sings beautifully. Amazing. And obviously it's, you know, Josh Young, great voice. Erin Mackey, we love her in mm-hmm. every, all the ways possible. The ways. She's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, and everyone else, I mean, I Tom mean, Tom Hewitt. Hewitt. <laughs> we fucking love. You guys, wait till you hear oh this. Oh my God. Tom Hewitt. Literally. It's the best thing that ever happened. I, when we, he, we were, he, I was like, he was just standing there, like in between interviews. And I was like, where's, uh, can we no his handler's his handler's gone so he's, he's like has nowhere there. to go so i was like can we interview you and he was like yes of course and we we're like we we were both like oh we're such come here we're both, we're such big fans come here Tom like come over here and he was like shut up and oh, then he we told him that we love dr Zhivago. he started jumping up and yeah. down and said really really yeah. and i was like i fucking yeah. worship you yeah. tom hewitt he's a tall man and he was like, oh jumping my god him. i love like i have loved him but now i love him times uh, one billion i love him so great he's i think we're all gonna fantastic. do a buddy comedy together yes yeah i adore him yeah. he's wonderful spectacular i can't wait on. he's gonna him. it's gonna be patty and emily and tom <laughs> well Enjoy these interviews and these amazing singers. Hey, Shmazats, we're here at 54 Below for the Amazing Grace press thingy. Amazing Tom Hewitt. Yes. My oldest friend, My name is Erin Mackey and I play Mary Catlett. So in the show, John's family owns slaves. What's your family's dirty secrets? Are my family's dirty secrets? Well, like every other family in Britain, we owned a slave. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I know. It's it really it's it's such a such a horrific thing to have to think about and and in the rehearsal room, you know, I mean, these are my dear dear friends and I'm like, "Can you can you put that dress on me?" Like <laughs> it's all, I'm like, "Leona, I'm so sorry. This is so not your job." Um, but so at break, do you like go get everybody coffee to make up for it? Oh yeah, well I made cupcakes yesterday, so I think that helped. I made vanilla cupcakes with raspberry buttercream, um, and they went over very well. Amazing, Those are great reparations. <laughs> yes, really. yes, I think so. Yeah, just you know, everybody, I love you, I love you all. <laughs> Besides Amazing Grace, what's your favorite hymn? Oh gosh. Um, well, I grew, you know, I grew up in in churches that were less traditional, so I I didn't know a lot of hymns until more recently. Um, I like uh, my mom would always sing, "Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing." Da, 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 da. I clearly know all the words, <laughs> um, but I like that one. <laughs> well, congratulations! She looks fantastic. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. Oh, thanks. We also really loved Chaplin. Yeah, we did. Oh, thank you. I did too. <laughs> yeah. Very- were you one of the people that got a tattoo? I was not one of the people that got a tattoo. I know. I, 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 Did the tattoo people shun you? No. The tattoo people are still some of my very good friends. Good. That's good. Like, That's good. Like three of my close friends have the tattoo and I don't. But it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still was in the show. So they, everybody remembers. <laughs> Who is somebody? Shall we go again? The heathen 
Hi, my name's Tom Hewitt. I play Captain Jack Newton in Amazing Grace the Musical. We're big fans of yours. Shut up. Yeah, we big love fans. you. Shut yeah. up. We loved Dr. Zhivago. Awesome. Loved yeah. it. Loved it. It was something. Yeah, yeah. We thought it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I loved. I did too. I loved it. I, I, was, I was involved with it for quite a while. I did the 2000 six production in La Jolla, California too. So, and s subsequent reading. So it's been a part of my life for some years. So. Very, very serious question yeah. about that show. Were you wearing a real beard or a beard wig? Oh my, thank you. The good question. Thank you. I wore my own beard. Fantastic own beard. Thank you. But yeah. I, I was also artful with my beard because I was young at the younger at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So there was, you know, intricate mascara in the beard gradually removed. Uh, throughout the show to to you know because we it like looks great yeah. thank you very much great wig really really awesome wigs yeah, yeah. well congratulations on that show congratulations on this show it looks fantastic so in the show john's family owns slaves what are your family's dirty secrets <laughs> you know when i was growing up our dirty secret was that we were uh, part native american yeah, I was raised in a small town in Montana, and now, of course, people are fiercely proud to to uh, dis you know to to uh, speak of their Native American heritage. When I was a kid growing up, you know, uh, in the in the early '60s, it was not. It was something that was hidden. I didn't know until I was in high school, and uh, you know, I, I wish I'd known because you know I could have tried to claim tribal rule and got uh, you know financial assistance for going to college. So. so, do you think you can do a cabaret and sing Cher's Half Breed? Yes, yes I can. That's an excellent idea. I'm going to run with that. Oh, please do, please do. <laughs> Besides Amazing Grace, what's your favorite hymn? Oh, the one from Trip to Bountiful. Oh, oh. what is that song? Oh, it's... Uh, I'm a horrible, horrible uh, interview guy because I'm not remembering the song. We'll, we'll cut normal. it in later. We don't ask oh, normal questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't. Half breed. I learned to hear the word. That's my favorite hymn. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's, yeah, that's a good hymn. <laughs> Mine is Misha Beira, because I'm Jewish. That's beautiful. Yeah, the Brooka for the Wine, too, yeah. is also one of my favorites. Good. Well, congratulations. The show yeah. looks Thank wonderful. You Thanks. It's fun. We nice to talk to you. See it. Um, are you and Josh Young going to do another religious musical together after this? It seems to be our thing. We've been, ta <laughs> We've been talking. Maybe Joseph. Who knows? Oh, please. All I dream about is a, is a Joseph revival. You guys are just uh, just a, a wealth of ideas for future projects here. We got so many ideas. I can't stop thinking about it. Yep. But That's like, the Dreamcast. Would you be the Pharaoh? I feel oh, like you need a bigger role than the Pharaoh. Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. Oh, we need to brainstorm. Let's male narrator. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. There you go. The male. male narrator. Done. Yeah, we booked it. We just got to find producers. Female Pharaoh. I don't yep. know. Yeah. Ooh, all gender bender. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> well, thanks for chatting with us. My name is Chuck Cooper, and I'm playing Pakute, or Thomas. Besides Amazing Grace, what's your favorite hymn? My favorite hymn... 
besides Amazing Grace, might be, well, I, I think it might be a spiritual, uh, um, motherless child is a good one, yeah. So in the show, John's family owns slaves. What's your family's dirty secret? Chuck Cooper's family's dirty secret? <laughs> or the character? I Ooh, both. Uh, does does your character have a dirty secret too? Yes, my character has a dirty secret. Oh, is it going to spoil the show for us if you tell us? Let me see. I'll just say that it involves his younger brother. Oh. My family's dirty secret is that my parents were in a cult for a month. Really? That yeah. is cool. <laughs> they escaped and then they had kids. Oh, wow. What cult? Um, I don't know. It got shut down. Oh, wow. Um, I, I don't know. I think everyone should do a cult for a little while. <laughs> just, 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 just. It teaches you how to stand up for yourself if you get out. Right, right. You know, but, you know, uh, there are all kinds of cults. You know, some of them aren't called cults. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they thought they were going to a couple's retreat. Oh, whoa. that's wild. That's wild. Let's see. My family's dirty secret is uh, that... Um, my father was in show business. My father was an actor. So I, my father's an actor, I'm an actor, and my three children are actors. It's in your bloodline. Yeah, totally. I got a dynasty happening. Yeah. When you, when you were like, I want to be an actor, was your father like, no, or was like encouraging? He was totally on board. Totally thrilled. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, we can't wait to see the show, and clearly you're going to be fantastic. Yes. Oh, That's sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Josh Young, I play John Newton. Besides Amazing Grace, what's your favorite hymn? I'm Jewish. <laughs> I said Misha Berach, because I'm Jewish. Misha Berach. <laughs> Good one, right? I guess that's, that's a hymn, I guess. Yeah. yeah, are you a fan of Debbie Friedman? I don't know who that is. Oh, she like wrote a really nice melody for Misha Berach. Yeah. I'm sure it's great. She's super popular in the reform movement in uh, Seattle. Great. That's all. Wonderful. <laughs> Mine's Happy called Catholic. Yeah. So, about Mary. In the show, um, your character's family owns slaves. What's your family's dirty secret? Overeating. Yeah. That's it. Good yeah. one. <laughs> and yet you keep so trim. Uh, uh, I actually, uh, like 10 years ago, lost 100 pounds. Wow. Yeah. yeah but You've been featured on a weight loss show? No, but actually for I'm doing a, a, a segment for Theater Mania kind of based on the my workout regimen right now to get in shape for the show. So uh, I got that going on. That's amazing. Well, and, congratulations. And you, have a, and you have a Tony nomination because of that. Yeah? yeah. Bam. Well, maybe not because of it. That's a weird thing to say. That's not what I meant. But after that happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm Leona Michelle, 
and I play the role of Nana, a slave from Sierra Leone, who serves the Catlett's household in Great Britain. Well, congratulations. The show looks fantastic. We're excited. Yeah. <laughs> some, that is some serious singing that's happening. I mean, Besides Amazing Grace, what's your favorite hymn? Ooh, let's see. Um, um, I would have said Amazing Grace. Wow, so you, so you threw me. Um, but I guess I will also say Blessed Assurance. Do you know that song? I don't. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Your voice is beautiful. Oh, I, I, our way to trick you into singing. Yep. <laughs> you know, I grew up singing in the church. Wonderful. Yeah. Every You're Sunday ready morning. Every Sunday morning. Fantastic. Yeah. So in the show, John's character owns slaves. What's your, or his family owns slaves. What's your family's dirty secret? Oh, dirty secret. Dirty, dirty. <laughs> uh, let's see. A dirty secret from my family would be, oh, dirty. Um, I would probably say that my family's dirty secret would be that we went, oh God, I'm so lame. <laughs> well, Reveal all I, your secrets to my us. Dirty secret? yes. My dirty secret, okay. Okay, so I grew up going to church six times a week. That's a lot of, that's a lot of Holy Ghost. That's yeah. a lot of church, right? Yeah. I had Tuesday night service. I had Sunday night service, Sunday morning service, Thursday prayer, Saturday service, sang in the choir. And I must admit, I sometimes skip some Sundays as an adult. Yes, grandmother would not be pleased right now. So being an amazing grace is like, okay, I'm making up some, yeah. for some of those services yeah. that I missed right now. I feel like <laughs> you put in your time. Yeah. It's cumulative, right? I've been I've been skipping some church. <laughs> You're making up for yeah, it. I'm making up for it. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, congratulations. The show looks great. We can't Thank wait you. to see it. It was nice chatting with you. I appreciate you. you. <laughs> Softly and tenderly, Jesus is coming. More more God things. Emily, one of your favorite movies is being workshopped. The Prince of Egypt. Yeah. Shit. I'm so fucking excited. I love The Prince of Egypt. <sighs> I love that movie. It's on Netflix. Everybody go watch it right now. I haven't done it yet. I'm sorry. Patty, you got to do it. So, I was actually so busy this week. Great movie. Ugh. So good. I'm confused. I don't know who Norm Lewis is playing, but I want to know what part he's playing. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it's really just like a blurb. Right. It's weird. Yeah. Um, I was talking to someone who was like, he's definitely playing Moses. And I was like, I would love it if he was playing Moses. Mm. I don't know that I trust them. I would guess that Aaron Lazar is going to play Moses and Norm Lewis is going to play, I can't remember his name, but Zipporah, Moses's wife's mm -hmm. father. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to play that, which is kind of a small part, but he'll, he has like one really great song. Mm. Um, and I only say that because casting directors are racist and they probably won't cast a black man as Moses, leader of the Jewish white people. Me? I, I mean, I definitely see what you're saying. Listen, we only were a lot more brown back then. Only because it's Norm Lewis, I would, I have a little oh, hope. I hope so. You know what I mean? I really hope I so. I totally know what you're saying, and I I understand yeah. the, the realism that you're, right. where you're coming from. Also, I say that because when I saw Aaron Lazar, I also wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought of Aaron Lazar as Moses. I would have mm. thought him as Aaron, Moses' brother. Yeah. 
I think that's the, or he, mm, he's, I mean, I certainly wouldn't put any faith in the casting directors to cast brown people as the Egyptians. <laughs> um, so then maybe he's playing Ramses. Mm. That would be like, like that a part movie that would make sense for him. That just happened. Which one? Was it, um, Cleopatra with Elizabeth Taylor's purple yeah, eyes. that just happened. <laughs> So cautiously optimistic, especially before we know. Right. Casting. I mean, I'm optimistic because I love that movie. I'm uh, uh, curious about the casting, but I'm yeah. very excited. I hope that the brown people play the Egyptians. Brown people play the brown people. I hope that. Listen, I mean, let's be real. Come on, in this time period, in that place, everybody was brown. Yeah, there ain't no white people. No, no white people. No white people. Come on, Aaron Lazar. Like, uh, whatever. Uh, well, the other show that has been announced for next season, taking the Helen Hayes Theater, is Dames at Sea. Oh, that's exciting. You finally, we'll be actually confused between right. Dames at Sea and, and On, on the, the Town. town. Great. <laughs> if only anything goes, we're still playing. Bummer. Um, this, uh, Rachel York was in this, wasn't she? I believe so. Oh God, I hope she's still in it. Yeah. I fucking worship her. Do you know, I felt a little stupid because all of these things were saying, oh, the first time on Broadway and I didn't realize it had never been on yeah. Broadway. Yeah, isn't Like that, that time I didn't know that Cinderella wasn't a musical right. first. <laughs> it's a crazy, <laughs> crazy world, Patty. I know. And I'm really excited. Bernadette excited. Peters was in it when it was yeah. off Broadway. It was I had like that her, cast recording. her like... Her big, intro yeah, to the New yeah, York theater it was, scene. It was her Kristen Chenoweth in... Steel Pier? Yep. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> she was just in the ensemble. Yeah. I shouldn't say just. She was in the ensemble. She was an ensembleist. I think she was a featured ensembleist. Ah, oh, good. Good for her. Yeah. And look where she is now, hosting oh, the Tonys. Good in for like her. Ten minutes. We oh, gotta God, go. Oh, God. We gotta go. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update. Carolee Carmelo is beautiful yeah and is watching the tonys at home tonight so she tweeted i hope that she is having a good time mm. and is wearing some comfy pajamas <gasps> do you think she's drinking gift wine? oh my god i fucking hope so i hope that she gets an unlimited free supply of uh, gift me wine too. me too like i hope that i hope that kathy lee just sends her a case every month i know you don't drink wine but what if we got a case would you try gift yeah, I mean, I would try it. Yeah, I would take a like, sip of it, and then I would be like, ew, yeah. gross. This, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I hate wine. Yeah. And then uh, I'd get to drink it all. There That's you go. Where I was going with that. I know. I wish I, I wish I liked to drink wine because I would love to just drink only gift wine because mm. that would be funny. Yeah. But uh, I don't, I don't drink. Oh, wow. so. Mimi Kathy Lee's wine is so delicious. <laughs> You'll be like, I only Does love it. Still gift tastes like alcohol? Wine. Well, it still tastes like wine, I'm sure. Ugh. If it doesn't, then Ugh. there's something wrong. Ugh. Hate it. Now it's time for the Laura Benanti Tweet, Tweet of the Week. On June 2nd at 1.30 a.m. Oh, Laura. Hey, girl. <laughs> Laura Benanti tweeted, Maybe the universe tricked us and the Kardashians were meant to become famous simply to raise awareness about transgender issues. Hashtag namaste. Amazing. Ugh. It's funny. What a lovely outlook. Yeah. What a way to look at that. I like when all the rumors started circulating, I was like, I really hope this is true because it's going to fucking change the mm, world. It's absolutely. Gonna, it, like if she, if it's for real and she comes out, like it's going to fucking change mm. the world. And I think it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And she should do sideshow with uh, Jessica Lange. Mm. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. You go, Caitlin. You, you go, go Caitlin. girl. You go, Laura Benanti. Yeah. 
That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us, and leave us a comment, and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater! theater.